0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Priority Status by JPR. I'm Mary Burkhardt, Account Supervisor at JPR, and today I'll be chatting with Vaso Petridou, the owner and COO of Luxurios on Eos Island in Greece. Vaso, her husband Angelos, and their five children own and manage the tourism project that oversees the five star resort Kalilo, which opened in 2019, and several other hotels, restaurants, and beach clubs on the beautiful island of Eos. On this episode, we'll discuss Vaso's love for the island and her passion for creating unforgettable guest experiences while also focusing on sustainability and wildlife conservation. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Vaso. Thanks so much for speaking with us today and being on the podcast. Um, we're so excited to have you here and in New York City, all the way from Greece. So, you know, if you want to kick off by going over some of your background and chatting about Luxurious and Kalilo and just overall of the brand, and then we can dive deeper into some questions.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for having me. And it's a great pleasure to be back in the city. And I hope that those COVID years are way past us and we are moving forward to enjoy summer 2022 and uh, the beautiful island of Eos. We fell in love with the island, both my husband and I, and eventually all the family. Eos, in case somebody does not know, is between Mykonos and Santorini in the um, in the lads. And it's a beautiful gem that has been has been always known, but is not as known as the rest of the of the islands. We fell in love with it because it has a beautiful natural beauty and also the people living there, they're truly international. It's sort of like an ex-hippie island and it truly has this um, international flair with many people, uh, locals actually from all over the world. So it gives really a very embracing and uh, laid-back feeling feeling um, that is um, welcoming for all uh, people all around the world.
0: It's typically known as kind of a party island. But I know since you have been there, it's kind of changed and the scene has gotten very different vibes. So do you want to chat more about the transition that has been for the island and what you all are doing with Luxurios and Calilo and your and your properties there?
1: Well, it is really a party island and it's actually um, the island of youth. So it has this energy of, of young people finding out the world. But And we don't really want to change that, but we have given um, a beautiful different dimension and that is for a more privacy and also um, young families. And uh, the island is has beautiful and very safe beaches all, all around it. Basically, it only has Hora, which is a little village which is basically full of bars and restaurants and it has that uh, party vibe mm-hmm. and the rest of the island is really not um, developed and we try to protect it from overdevelopment and we have um, thus pledged to only develop uh, 1% of what we own in an effort to really keep that space that is very unique in the sea and in Europe in 2022. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eos has more than 30 beaches, beautiful top-notch beaches. And uh, only three or four or five MACs have been uh, organized. So it's almost uh, certain that in the middle of August in Europe, Mm. you'll find one beach to be alone and, and have absolute privacy.
0: Yeah, that's extremely rare. And some of those beaches you can only access by boat, correct? Yes,
1: or by a very uh, steep hiking. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really the beautiful part of the world. And what we like to do with Luxurious is to offer the opportunity to more people to come and enjoy and see that beautiful island. And it's, uh, you know, Cycladic uh, vibe because it's also a very authentic Greek island. Mm-hmm. With donkeys and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: we can actually um, get into that. So I know you mentioned you've only um, developed the one percent of the island that you do own, um, and you've done so in a really environmentally friendly way. So um, maybe you can share a bit ab- about the sustainability and you know preservation efforts that you're doing at Luxurious.
1: Yes, we're trying to, first of all, uh, sustainably develop any plans for tourism. And what we've seen in the neighboring islands is that overdevelopment has really created problems in uh, in Santorini, for example, being uh, very, very crowded and the island not being able to sustain the people that actually load it uh, on a daily basis and mm-hmm. also Paros and, and Mykonos. One um effort of uh, sustainability is to honor the, the limits that a small island can have in in, mm-hmm. in how many guests it can um, have every, any specific moment or a, a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, the, the problems that the world faces these days with the climate change and the water situation, Always has been a problem in the C-class, but now even more so. So we're Mm -hmm. trying to be very responsible in the way we develop our hotels and we keep on trying to keep uh, the water to be used in more than one ways. And Mm -hmm. so uh, to really... uh, also, bring the people in touch with the land, and uh, this I think is very important for the long term. Because the more we realize what the land is offering us, and what we are, uh, in a sense, destroy or take away in a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a daily basis, I think the more responsible citizens of the world will all go into. To become so it's very important to see the water supplies and to see the, the animals that suffer and to see uh, what uh, fires also can create because of the climate change so in ineos and especially at kalilo guests have the chance and the opportunity to pick up their own fruits and meet our um, sheep that we have as pets and and uh, and really eat an egg out of a, a very uh well uh, taken care of chicken and mm-hmm. and and this is a very nice um, chain of experience that people get to realize that we are a connected group of different uh, feelings and actions and and daily activities that eventually all come back to us and to Earth. So mm-hmm. no, that's really beautiful, and I know that's a big
0: ethos of yours is just being connected, and everything affects everything else. So.
1: Yeah, we want to we wanted to move a little bit away from that model of, of guests going only to to stay at the swimming pool and and just have a drink at the bar and then you know move back in the hotel room and everything that we use we have a lot of marble that really helps connect people back to earth and it is really very important that we get out of the the walls. And if anything, um, I think the last two years with COVID taught us that Mm -hmm. that it's very important to be able to be outside, to enjoy the earth, to enjoy the clean air, and to make sure that we energetically keep that alive and, and happening. Definitely. Can you tell us a bit more about the
0: Electra Olive Tree Project?
1: Ah uh, yes, this is uh, one of my favorites and a very dear one at the heart. Uh, this is basically a project where we have been um, buying very old olive trees, most of them more than three, four hundred years old, that they were doomed to be cut for uh, firewood because of construction in the sites where they were. Um, they always had their homes, mm-hmm. so we started by buying uh, about 180 of them back in. Um, 2013. And then slowly um, they heard that we were doing that project. So wherever the, the railway um, company had to actually cut the trees, we came into um, an understanding. So we're buying the trees. We Planes, trains, and automobiles. We we have experts deroute them, and, and we put them in boats, in trucks and boats, and we bring them back to, to Eos where they learn to dance with the Maltemi, and it's a different uh, lifestyle for them, but they, they have a chance for a second life, and most of them have been able to survive, which is amazing to, to be the one who actually gave a, a second life to a 500-year-old. Olive tree that mm-hmm. was be, was so many years there before us and will, God permitting, be there for many, many more. So guests can also become godparents to those olive trees. I've promised each and every one of them that they're going to have a, um, an ancient Greek uh, name. And mm-hmm. uh, so it also connects the, our guests very much with the specific tree and, um, they can follow up how it's, um, surviving and how it's actually thriving by going on the, on the side and uh, actually having their olive tree, um, alive and, and, uh, there to meet the next year and the yeah. years before next,
0: and they can check on photos of the tree and see how it's doing over the time.
1: Yes, we uh, we have GPS most of them, and they mm-hmm. have numbers, so they can you know one can really follow up on their um, well being. And it's amazing because the olive tree is a very uh, strong, uh, very important tree for the Mediterranean and mm-hmm. Greece in particular. Uh, and uh, they're really doing very well, and it's amazing. The strength and the willingness, it teaches us a lot to fight for their lives. and you're only waiting for one green leaf to see that they're made it because you have we have to cut the branches off to help mm-hmm. them survive because it's it's very dramatic the fact that they have to be uprooted and, and moved, all yeah way. and moved on all this way, but they they're amazing. my old ladies are doing fantastic. <laughs>
0: How many um, trees do you have? About how many? I know you probably have more than you can count. Well, the
1: you know the whole planting uh, of in the island is many many thousand trees. But mm-hmm. those particular old ladies, ladies the mm-hmm. the olive trees, are more than five fifty at this point, with a great great rate of success. And we but they keep on you know maybe now it's six hundred because mm-hmm. depending on um, on what happens, we keep on buying them and uh, saving their lives. Yes
0: amazing. And do you use those olives? I know, you know, you're you're always thinking sustainability. So, do you use those at the restaurant, at Chess and the spa for some spa treatments? Is that
1: Yes, basically, we use the olive oil in the restaurant and we have mm-hmm. our own olive oil and and for the spa but basically, this is from younger olive trees that mm-hmm. already existed on mm-hmm. Uh Those old ladies, it's going to take a few years before we can actually get the, the oil and the, the mm-hmm. olives out of them. But I don't think it's going to be too long uh, before they can also produce again.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So eventually, you can become a godparent to one of these trees and then... In a few years, maybe you'll have some of the olive oil from the trees. Uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, I go and kiss them every day. <laughs> Not all of them because they're way so that too would many, but I have some favorite ones, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And tell us more about the donkey sanctuary. You know that's another great thing you guys are doing to save the, the donkeys that are going extinct.
1: Yes, um, the donkeys is another, maybe the the dearest of them all, but um, we by now have more than uh, 15 to 17. um, I don't never say the quite number because Mm -hmm. I think it's bad luck. But um, we've been saving them and um, sometimes buying them from the shepherds when they are too old because donkeys are working animals and have always been working animals in the villages and uh, on the islands. Most of the islands were built with donkeys before cars and, you know, before for all the technology that's happening now. Mm -hmm. And they are also a huge help to all the shepherds that have, um, you know, the goats and the sheep and all over the islands. So now we have... Save some of them by buying them from shepherds, so that they can get younger ones. Now they reproduce, but my our donkeys—they're just very happy donkeys. Uh, And the guests also have a chance to come and and get acquainted with an animal that's very Greek uh, and uh, it's a very patient and loving and much smarter than people think uh, animal. And kids love this, and you Mm -hmm. know they come and meet them, and you know with a bag of carrots and yeah. it's a it's a great opportunity because a lot of kids these days grow up without actually coming in in touch with animals that are out in the fields and and they're working or they are parts of um, of nature mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean,
0: especially being in New York City, we don't see a lot of donkeys around. Uh, yes, no, so. but, the, you know, the, well,
1: they have the horses, but they go, you mm-hmm. know, the carriages around for, um, but it's different to see them in the natural environment and actually uh, get to pet them and uh, mm-hmm. feed them. It's uh, And anyways, uh, they're a very abused animal, and so um, we're very happy to be able to to give them a safe uh, home. Mm-hmm.
0: Second chance. I really think that's super special. Do you want to tell us about the first donkey that you got and how <laughs> this all even started? I think that's a really cool story.
1: Well, the first one was um, when Angelus and I had our 25th anniversary, so I didn't know after 25 years what to give him as a present. So. I asked permission to offer him a donkey. And so uh, uh, Stachtulis, or the first uh, donkey, came to our lives. And then it was a one-way street. Uh, we fell in love with, uh, with the animals. And Stachtulis is still alive and kicking. Not kicking, really, but <laughs> <laughs> he loves uh, parsley and he loves um, his lettuce, besides oh. apples and carrots, obviously. But he's um, a very, very nice um, example of... Uh, what the patriarch can be. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. He's the father of the donkeys.
1: He's the number one. <laughs> My favorite one.
0: <laughs> yeah, super interesting. What other animals do you have? And if we want to go into more of the sustainability measures that we're doing on property, I know you are doing a few renovations. And when you are doing that, you're using some of the products that are gathered in the earth and really... Making sure everything is, you know, up to the highest standards in terms of, you know, preserving the air conditionings that you use and preserving water.
1: Um, is there any other sustainable measures we want to chat through? and we're trying in every possible way. And even though we have a long-term plan, a lot of times necessity and and new conditions um, makes you realize the next step. So, you know, most of the hotels are actually uh, built from their own ground and Mm -hmm. uh, we also use a lot the local stone to build. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of materials that we actually use from the sites where we built. And of course, we're trying to preserve the water. We're trying to use what technology can offer in terms of the best um, air conditioning in order to have the minimum footprint on the environment. Nevertheless, you know, people have to realize that it's one thing to talk sustainability and one thing to live sustainability. And I think we should all become a little bit more aware of um, we have to make some sacrifices in order to really protect this uh, wonderful planet of ours.
0: Yeah, that's what I really love about just your whole family and Kalilo and um, the whole project. But you actually, you know, you talk the talk, but you also walk the walk in terms of everything you're doing. And it's amazing. I mean, there's There's so many luxury hotels out there that say, you know, we're sustainable. We have reusable shampoo bottles. But, you know, you're doing so much more than the traditional, you know, luxury hotel is doing. And I think that really sets you apart, especially on the Greek islands. There's so many other luxury hotels that you can visit. But Kalilo is just so special and really exceptional compared to the rest.
1: I think that one should be able to adjust... As needs and a new uh, technology in in terms of saving, you know, and becoming more sustainable uh, arises. Truth is, people need to have the Wi-Fi and want mm-hmm. to have the Wi-Fi and want to have their electricity 24/7. So when you talk 2022, people have certain needs, and it, there's very few of us who can actually totally be cut off from the rest of the world and really live sustainably mm-hmm. in you know in a place that will, will not have electricity or maybe only one, one small bulb of light and no air conditioning, just a fan. This could be the most sustainable of them all. Um, mm-hmm. But you're trying to always a uh, balance, Uh, the need for somebody to be able to relax with um, a very, very deep understanding of how to protect uh, the land that actually, and the planet that um, is our home, at least for this lifetime. Mm
0: -hmm. I actually really liked, you said something earlier just um, about how you really want to give guests the absolute best possible experience and the most happiness that they can on their vacation. Do you want to talk a bit more about that and your whole ethos there and what enhancements you have been making over the past few years to really ensure that the guest experience is amazing and new every year you go?
1: So Kalilo stands for create a life you can fall in love with. And basically since this whole project is is a child of love and it really became because we love the island and we love to be able to share it with the rest of the world, we realized it's very important that our guests get a clean canvas with lots of colors of happiness and allow them to really paint their painting of happiness the way they want it. And the only thing we need to do is just make sure that we embrace them and we give them all the the space they need to be able to create happiness for themselves. And uh, listen, the most important thing in life is time. We don't know how much time we have until when and why. We spend a lot of that time doing things we don't necessarily like, but we must do. So our free time, our vacation time, it's very special and it's very unique. And as far as we are concerned at Luxurious, we are very honored that somebody will choose to spend that free time with us and we find that this is a huge responsibility that we need to make sure that not only will offer any expectation, meet any expectations that our guests have but also exceed it and create beautiful memories that will open up their heart and um, allow them to recharge and um, move on with uh, a very huge smile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing and it's you know, I love the focus on happiness and really, you know, circling back to the, like your root feelings and being together with the people that you love. So that's really great. I know that over the past couple of years since you opened in 2019, we've done a lot of enhancements to the property. I know you've had the new rock pools, new suites, um, a new spa and fitness center, and also a new restaurant. Do you want to touch on any? Any of those updates and kind of maybe just overall the Angelos' idea behind constantly updating and providing fresh experience.
1: you know, Angelos is not your typical creator, but he's yeah. your typical creator. So he keeps on creating and keeps on trying to make everything uh, more beautiful and more unique. And uh, for sure, wh- whoever comes to Calilo, it's going to be one of a lifetime experience as far as the art mm-hmm. combined with the land and, the, the, you know, the 1,100 acres of all this beauty of nature around it. So this year, yes, we are opening up uh you know, top-notch gym and um, all life fitness equipment. I'm very excited about this. And the spa, which we are going to take small steps because eventually we want to also do it like a wellness spa and maybe over the winter for people if they want to come and and do special treatments Mm -hmm. uh, in order to regenerate. Uh, But for the time being, it's going to have plenty of... um, Beautiful options that they can have at the spa. It's going to have an open air massage rooms, or and then um, obviously we also um, opening up chess. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that uh, with a very young and very talented um, uh, Greek chef who just got his uh, first Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be um, a gourmet restaurant that will specialize in recipes from the Cyclades. So basically it's going to be, it's going to have 33 different dishes that uh, will, each of them will uh, represent one of the islands of the Cyclades. So I'm really looking forward to not only tasting that, but also seeing, because he also, you know, you know, those young, amazing chefs, it's not only what you eat, but it's also what you see. And mm-hmm. it's very, the combination, it's a piece of art and, um,
0: Yeah, it's like he's telling a whole story and taking you through a whole journey almost
1: through the meal, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very excited about that. It's a nice addition to Kalilo, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, not only seeing it in action, but uh, also offering it to our guests.
0: Great. And then I think just the last thing I wanted to ask you is if you had any tips or any, you
1: know, tidbits for anyone traveling to Greece? Anything you would recommend to them or? Listen, uh, Greece is a is a wonderful country. And um, the fact that it has so many islands, mm-hmm. if you choose to go to the islands, because also northern Greece and, uh, you know, and the main cities are very beautiful. But during the summer, it's very, very wonderful to go island hopping. And hopefully with COVID behind us, it's going to be a very safe and easy way to do it. Don't forget your sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um pack more than one bathing suit. And uh, your smile is for sure uh, is going to be your um, traveling companion on the way back.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I mean, so great to hear about EOS and everything that your family is doing for the island. And I know you and Angelos are very passionate about it. So Really appreciate you sharing with us, and and hopefully we can get more people out to Eos and they'll experience it
1: firsthand. And you know, Eos has been—we uh, are not the first ones to fall in love with it, uh, with the island, because Eos is also the home uh, to the oldest prehistoric settlement found in the in the Cyclades, and it goes back to the Bronze years. So, wow. yeah, and um, Skarkos, as the settlement is known, uh, is right there. I mean, and it's amazing that. 5,000, 4,000 years ago, people were living there, and you see the sewage systems, and they had two-story buildings. So uh, it's not only us who fall in love with the island, but uh, plenty of generations before. Yeah,
0: so it must be good then, since they've all fell in love. See you on EOS. (laughs) (laughs) See you in EOS.